This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. Good night, Shabbos. <clears throat> Hope everyone is well. This week's parasha, Parashas Tetzaveh, is famous, as is pointed out by quite a few of the Rishonim, that this is the only parasha, starting from the time that we're introduced to Maishu Rabbeinu, in Parsha Shemai, that the Moshe Rabbeinu's name does not appear. It's a glaring omission of Moshe Rabbeinu's name in this week's Parsha. And the question is why? Why in this week's Parsha was Moshe Rabbeinu's name removed? So Balaturim writes because of what happens in next week's Parsha. Next week's Parsha, we're going to read about the story of the Chet Egel and Hashem's anger with the Jewish people after their horrific sin and Hashem's ultimate plan <coughs> to destroy the Jewish people Moshe Rabbeinu makes his famous plea that no, if you're going to do that, remove me from the Torah that you wrote. I don't want to have anything to do with the Torah. Take me out of the Torah if you're going to destroy the Jewish people. Therefore, writes the Balaturim, since Moshe Rabbeinu said that, even though it didn't actually happen that way, but it had to be fulfilled on some level, and ultimately he was omitted from this week's Parsha. And the question that we have to ask ourselves is, was this a punishment? Was this a reward? Did Moshe Rabbeinu do right? Did Moshe Rabbeinu do incorrectly? What is the takeaway from this week's, from this storyline of Moshe Rabbeinu's name being omitted from the Torah? And the answer is, the Torah is giving us a lesson for life in leadership. What defines a leader? What makes a leader? What are qualities of a leadership? And the answer is Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu is the embodiment, the epitome of leadership. What does a true leader say? He says, it's not about me. It's about the people I'm leading. It's not about my glory, my honor, my salary. It's about the people. And therefore, the moment Moshe Rabbeinu saw that the people were going to be destroyed, Moshe said that I don't want to have anything to do with this. My glory doesn't exist because I don't exist on my own. I'm here for the people, to serve the people. Moshe Rabbeinu teaches us in this experience to the highest level selflessness. Not about not living for ourselves, but doing for others. And that's what made Moshe Rabbeinu a great leader. So the Torah rewards him. The Torah says, look at what Moshe Rabbeinu was willing to do. This is the greatest testimonial to Moshe Rabbeinu's job, so to say, as leader. That Moshe Rabbeinu reminds us that a true leader puts, does not put himself first, but rather puts the people first. And this is an insight into leadership qualities. We spoke in Parsha Shemais about some of the things that showed already in the early stages of Moshe Rabbeinu's life what would make him a great leader. And yet here we see it again. True leadership in any capacity is not putting yourself first. Putting those that you're there to take care of first. And that is something that all our great leaders in Kalei history starting from Moshe Rabbeinu even up till today. The great leaders that we look up to that we aspire to, that we ask questions to, all the great G'dayim that we have and have had, all lived with this idea that it's not about themselves, it's about what they can do for the Klau. I'll share with you a story I might have mentioned it earlier, but it's so worthwhile to repeat again. <clears throat> there was a couple that scheduled a meeting to speak with Shmuel Kamenetsky Stark in his house in Philadelphia. They scheduled a meeting on a Sunday to discuss a Shalom Bayis issue. 
They didn't know that the Rebetzin was already, was already in Nefteris. At that time, she was very sick. This, this couple didn't know. And they showed up Sunday to Philadelphia to speak to Reb Shmuel. And Reb Shmuel said to them, you know, I have to visit someone in the hospital. Is it possible that we'll take a car ride? We'll talk in the car ride. I'll go visit the person. And on the car ride, we can continue to talk. He said, sure, no problem. So they drive the Rosh Hashiva to the hospital. He goes in. He comes out an hour, 45 minutes later. And he tells to the couple, I just went to see my wife. She's about to, you know, she's leaving this world shortly. So I can no longer work on my Shalom bias. Let me focus now on your Shalom bias. Can you imagine a person being able to say to himself, he was about to lose his wife of many, many years. A very devoted Rebetzin stood by his side, helped him in many, many ways. She was very involved in his life. And the first thing that in his mind he's thinking of, okay, well, I can't work on my Shalom bias. Let me work on your Shalom bias. That is a leader. That is leadership. That is what we learned from Aisha Rabbeinu. That it's not about me. It's not about my glory, my legacy, but rather what can we do for Klai Yisrael. And we find a similar idea by Mordechai. <clears throat> The Megillah ends with a very, very troubling Pasuk, in my opinion. The Megillah ends and we close the story of Purim. And we end off, ending off about Mordechai of what? What do we know about Mordechai? Ratsui l'roi v'chav. Mordechai was liked by most of his brethren. Ratsui, he was liked l'roi, by the majority. What does the Gemara mean? What does the Pasuk mean? So if you look at the Gemara, the Gemara tells us that after the story of Purim, Mordechai lost some of his ranking. Because he wasn't spending his days learning and teaching, but rather he was busy saving Kalah Yisrael. Therefore he got somewhat demoted in his ranking amongst the Gedolim. He was knocked down two levels because he was not busy focused on learning. The obvious question is why would the Megillah end with a knock on Mordechai? We walk away from the Purim story, we're, we're blown away by Mordechai and Esther, the heroes of the Purim story, and we end off with a, with a, with a, with a ding. Oh, Mordechai, you got, decre- you got devalued. You lost a couple of rankings because you were busy saving the Jewish people. The answer is Mordechai did what he had to do. And Mordechai knew that. He knew that by going to save the Jewish people, it's going to impact his ability to learn and to teach Torah. But he said, it doesn't matter. It's not about my covet. What, I'm not going to be as choshev as I used to be. It's about the people. He was willing to take that for the people. Because he wanted to save Klaiso more than anything. Not about his covet and where he's going to be considered amongst the Gedolim. And I'd add another element of the Purim story that is often overlooked. Is Esther. Right, we close the Purim story, everyone's happy. You know there's one person who doesn't really have an happy ending in the Purim story and that's Esther. Because everyone goes back to regular life but she's still stuck by Ahasuerus. She's still in the palace, in an unhappy and unhealthy relationship with a non-Jewish king. Perhaps she's the ultimate hero, because she gave everything. That's why perhaps it's always Messiahes, we always always trace it back to Esther. Because she gave up the most. She gave up her future. She gave up her present. She gave up everything for the Jewish people. And the Torah and the Megillah are reminding us that is what we value in Judaism is those who give up for others those who go out of their comfort zone for others those who are not just thinking about their glory and that's really what Mordechai tells Esther in the Megillah he says Esther no it's not about right now is a chance for you to decide do you want to do something great for the Jewish people 
That's what life is about. Those moments where we can make a difference in someone else's life, not our own life. That's leadership. And leadership is not just for great people at Sadiqim that we learn and study about. We're all leaders. Parents, grandparents, great-grandparents, friends, teachers, we're all leaders. In one way or another. We just have to ask ourselves, what's our thought? What's our feeling? Are we thinking about ourselves? Are we thinking, what can I do to improve my own life? Or thinking, what can I do to help someone else? What can I do to be a little bit more selfless and a little, little less selfish? And maybe that's why on the Yom Tov of Purim, we have a very unique day on Purim. We don't find this by any other Yom Tov where the focus of the day is giving, sharing. Shalachman is give presents. Matan Zayim, give, give to the needy. Why is there so much emphasis on giving and giving? The answer is because that's what the Purim story taught us. That it, greatness is those who give away not those who keep for themselves. Mordechai and Esther, the embodiment of greatness because they gave up so much. Moshe Rabbeinu is our greatest leader because look what he gave up. Our Gedalim throughout history are all great because they gave up. And in every Jewish community, I'll add, we have some great people that are giving up. We have our Hatzalah members and our Chavei members and our Shmira members. These people are literally giving up their days, their nights, their lives for Klai Yisrael. These people are leaders. Those Askan, those activists, those are doing cloud work, all of these people. They are real leaders. People that devote time for the Tzibah, Rabbanim, who give hours of time to answer shadows of people that don't dive it in their shul, people that don't even live in the community. These are great people. And this is what the Torah and the Megillah is teaching us in this week's parsha. The definition of greatness, the definition of leadership, is to give away, not to take more for yourself. Mr. Hashem, we should, be, we should learn the lesson from Moshe and from Mordechai and Esther and from all of the Gedolim and the Tzadikim and the regular people in our lives that give up so much. Parents give up so much for their children. Spouses give up for each other. The giving up is what Hashem is impressed by. Mr. Hashem, we should learn this midah of giving, of sharing, thinking of others, not thinking of ourselves. And Mr. Hashem, it should be a, a, an amazing Yisrael for Klai Yisrael when we think about each other. Give to each other, bring camaraderie. We should see the Yeshua, the Geula, just like the times of, of Purim, but it should be more than that. Because the Gemara tells us that after the Purim story, they were still under Achashverish. It wasn't like Kriyat Yamsak. We should be Zaychet to above that, to the point that we should see Geula of Yeshua with Mashiach, and no longer be a Kate, Avde, any other kingship or other leader. We'll go back to being Avde Hashem with the rival Mashiach, Mheir Biyamenu. Have a wonderful Shabbos and a Freyach Purim as well.